Welcome to Momentum Church. Over the last few weeks as we prepared our hearts for this summer revival, you know, I told you you cannot cause a revival to happen, but you can prepare your hearts for a move of God. And that's what's been going on. You just tell there's been a lot of foundational things the last couple of Sunday mornings, last the couple of nights in revival, and even this morning, it's just very foundational. And I believe it's what God's wanting to do in our church, and God's going to be doing some amazing things because of this weekend. And so I thank you all for being here. Uh, a friend of mine, Ty Buckingham, we've known each other a couple of years now, and I have been looking forward to having him come for a while. We had looked at having him last year, but the COVID stuff, the COVID the vid hit and um and then this January he and I were talking and I was like you know what I just I really feel like we need this we need this going into August and so we put this on the calendar for this day back in January or February put it on this day for for today back then and I've just been anticipating this and um and so what I want to do is I want to invite a friend this this friend, Ty Buckingham and his wife, Rebecca, they go all over the country, and God's stirring their hearts to go all over the world, preaching this message regarding Holy Spirit. And, and I mean, just people, pastors that I know, um, all around the country are just commending their ministry, and it's a privilege and an honor, and I want you all to show them a big Momentum Church welcome. I want you to invite my friend to the stage, Ty Buckingham. Yeah. All right. Hey, can you uh, give it up for your pastors, for real, the Wisemans, man? They are the bomb, for real. They're awesome. Uh, for real. So I have this really unique opportunity to travel and preach, uh, you know, around the country, but around the world. And I've met hundreds of pastors. And I'm telling you, you guys have some of the greatest pastors in America in this church. And so you guys are super blessed, super lucky, but not today. Today you got me. And we're going to have a good time. I love when I do that. I'm like, hey, I love your pastors, but uh, apparently... Today we're here, but I mean, I'm so pumped um, to be here at Momentum, man. I've been looking forward to this, and and part of it is honestly, like, I just love being able to be in Georgia. So me and my wife, we live in uh, we live in Sugar Hill, Georgia. So it was nice to wake up in our home and just drive over here. It was pretty amazing. I love what God is doing, what God's doing here. And you know, there's something that honestly that I hate. Uh, I hate when my mom would introduce me to somebody. She still kind of does this occasionally. She'll introduce me to somebody as if I already know the person, and I don't. And she's like, hey, Ty, this is Sarah. You know Sarah. You know her. I'm like, oh, I, I don't. I'm so sorry. She's like, no, you know her. You know, this is Sarah. You've known each other for many years. Like, if I did, I would tell you. I don't know why, but I don't know her. She's like, no, you know her. She changed your diaper. I'm like, now I hate Sarah. Like, not a fan. <laughs> Not a fan at all. Uh, and so I don't want this to be weird today of us pretending like we know each other. Uh, number one, I want us and me and my wife, we want to get to know you. So please, after service and then tonight, you know, come by even the book table and please say hi. Um, but man, I want to let you know kind of who I am uh, so things aren't really weird. So yeah, my, as Pastor said, my name is Ty Buckingham. Uh, I live, you know, in Sugar Hill here in Georgia. And me and my wife, Rebecca, we've been married for about six years now. No clapping. That's fine. Okay. No, you're too late. You're too late. You just hate marriage. It's fine. Um, wow, really strong welcome in Georgia. Really great to be home. Um, and so, but as I've married for a couple of years, uh, people ask us, so when are you guys going to have uh, some kids? And so I'm going to be real with you. If we can just be family today, uh, we don't know when we're going to have kids. We practice all the time. So praise <laughs> Jesus. I love how that gets a bigger response in the marriage itself. Whatever. 
Y'all need Jesus. Okay, um, but man, I'm I'm pumped today to to talk to you about my favorite subject of Holy Spirit. I love talking about Holy Spirit so much. So uh, I did write two books on it. Um, the first one is the Holy Spirit is not a bird, and the second one is called Better Than Jesus. And I'll uh, talk about both of them uh, and kind of preach on both of them today. But I want to encourage you, man. If you want to grow deeper in what you like today, if you hear this like, man, I want more of this, I encourage you to pick that up as a resource. And if you're here like, I don't want more of this, buy some for people that you don't like. And so that'll be great. Uh, but man, if you're here, uh, if you have a pet, raise your hand. If you're a pet people, raise your hand. Okay. A lot. Wow. Like literally everybody. Okay. Uh, for me personally, I feel like there are like four main categories of pets. Uh, and if I don't bring up your pet, please don't be upset. Uh, I was preaching at a camp a while ago in Ohio and a kid was offended because I didn't bring up cows. Apparently a very common pet for this job. And I was like, whatever. Uh, but so there's uh, four pe- uh, pet categories I think of when I think of pets. Number one are dogs. Do we have any dog people in the house? Wow. Okay, there we go. There we go. Um, so I feel like this is like the most American pet to have. Like what I imagine, like the American family, it's like mom, dad, two kids, golden retriever, American flag bandana. Like that's America. Like, when we got our puppy about a year ago, uh, man, the moment I, I carried my puppy into our house, I felt more American. Like, I just needed to go vote for something or buy a gun or whatever <laughs> Woodstock people do um, to make you feel American. I, I have a feeling I'm getting get the clue. Um, but, man, so uh, second category is this, uh, people who have cat or cat people. Any cat people in here? Okay, basically you're saying this, I make bad choices. And I get it. And, like, and I get it. Like... And you're there. I love how people are clapping for that more than my marriage. So y'all are messed up. Um, and so I, man, I feel, I feel you. It's a part of me and Rebecca's testimony. God has delivered us from the cat and delivered us to having a dog now. And it's really, it's a better life. It is. You'll, you'll get there. We'll get you later tonight. But so, but we had a cat. We, we loved him a lot. His name was Oliver. He was great. But we had to give him up because he had this medical condition of uh, called peeing on things. And so, um, <laughs> You laugh, but we cried all the time. And so we hated it so much. But praise God, we now have a dog and a new couch. Praise Jesus. You think I'm, you, th- you laugh, but it's for real. Uh, and then third category out of the four I think of, when I think of pets, are people who have um, pet snakes. And if you're here and you have a pet snake, you either have or you will do jail time. Like, there's no way around it. Like, like I wish there was something out for you, but if you, it's gonna happen. You know, after service today, we, we'll be hanging out with Pastor and his wife, and we'll be like, you know, I, I imagine this pastor showing me around his house, like, hey, there's the kitchen if you need some water, or whatever. Uh, there's, uh, you know, the bathroom if you need it. And I'm like, Pastor, what's that dimly lit room at the end of the hall? And Pastor's like, don't worry about it. I'm like, Pastor, you can tell me. Like, it's all good. He's like, okay, I have, that's where I keep my pet snakes immediately I'd be like, oh, pastor's done time. Like, for sure. Like, no doubt in my mind. I, you know, I might have thought that before, but it's fine. But the the fourth category is this, are people who have pet birds. I want you to do this. I want you to picture someone in your head who owns a pet bird. What do they look like? How many fanny packs do they own? You know, like what color Crocs are they wearing to church that day? Like, I, I don't know about you, but I have never met a person who has birds who is a normal person. Um, uh, me and Rebecca, we actually know somebody, not a friend, more like an acquaintance because of the bird. But, but she, this is real. God, if she's watching, she'll know who she is. But is that she lets her bird fly around her apartment. 
what? Um, and so, but uh, after this, uh, man, uh, before I got married to Rebecca, the marriage that you don't care about, um, but we, before I got married, we, uh, I lived next door uh, to these people who had these exotic birds. They had these exotic birds, which I learned meant twice as expensive and three times as ugly. Like these were these little, they looked like little crows, but they were expensive, so you couldn't say that. And then they were so loud. They were constantly making noise all the time. I didn't really understand why you would want it. And then, so it was all the time. And so one day I, uh, I go to their house, just kind of being neighborly, and I don't hear anything. And I'm like, oh my goodness, praise God. They died. Um, but no, I was like, like, no, it's cool, it's cool. And so, but I, I go in and, man, I, I ask them, like, hey, why can't I hear the birds? And I'm like, like, what, what's up with that? And they, they point over to the cage. And I'm like, which I think is funny because birds are made to do one thing, and that's to what? Yeah, they're, I am, Rebecca, can you come up here? This is the most embarrassing thing. I can't get this stupid water bottle open. Okay, um, for real, never had this happen in my life. Um, so, but, so birds are made to do one thing, and that's to fly, but yet we can find them into cages where they can't do what they're made to do. And then what ends up happening, you're so awesome. Um, and so, <laughs> legit, I've done, yeah, there we go. Okay, so here's what I get. You don't clap for the marriage, but she opens a bottle of water, and you're like, you know what? That'll do it for me. Um, but I mean, here's what I think is so funny, man, is so I, I see this cage. Uh, I see this cage, and I'm like, it's kind of curious because um, they just kind of are hopping around. But in this situation, I see the bird cage, and it has a blanket actually over the cage. I see a blanket over the cage, and I'd never seen this before. And so I'm asking, I'm like, hey, like, what's up with the blanket on the cage? And they say, oh, yeah, if we put a blanket on the cage, we don't hear them at all, and it's as if they're not even there. And I thought, what a weird thing to have a pet that you often are trying to shut up. But I also realized how many of us treat Holy Spirit like he's actually a bird. We, we confine him to a cage of comfortability, or worst case scenario, is maybe we, like, we, it's so loud for us, we don't know what to do with it, and so we end up putting a blanket over Holy Spirit, and we never hear his voice, and we never get to do the things that we are called to do. And so we're going to look at who Holy Spirit is, and we're going to do this through, uh, through the Word of God. So if you have your Bibles, say, oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you have your Bibles, go to Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3, verses uh, 16 and 17. This is going to give us a glimpse and an image of who Holy Spirit is in a really unique situation. So this is where Jesus is getting baptized. He, you know, is getting baptized by John the Baptist. And it says this in Matthew chapter 3. It says, And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he came up from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him. And then he saw, it says, and then and behold, he saw the heavens were open to him. He saw the Spirit of God, or Holy Spirit, same person, just different vernacular. Like my legal name is Tyler, but everyone calls me Ty. Same person, just different way of saying it. So he saw the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, descending like a dove. Say like a dove. See, that word like is really important because it's metaphorical in nature. So Matthew is writing down his firsthand account of what he is seeing. And he's, he's seeing a heavenly moment, but he has to write it down in an earthly language. And he's like, the best way I can describe what I'm seeing to you is it's like when a dove comes onto a branch, Holy Spirit was coming upon Jesus. And so it rests upon Jesus and behold, it says, a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son with whom I'm, I am well pleased. And so this voice is obviously God the Father. So we have God the Father 
God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit all together at the same place at the same time. This is actually one of the only places in the entire New Testament where we see God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit all together at the same place at the same time. And it gives us this understanding and this identifier of who is Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is not a bird. Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God here on earth living with inside of us to have a relationship with us. And so for what we're going to look at for most of this morning is this, is how we have a relationship with Holy Spirit. But you might be here and be like, well, why do I need a relationship with Holy Spirit if I already have a relationship with Jesus? Because I used to wonder this. I mean, if I gave my heart to Jesus, why do I need anything more? And so Jesus kind of answers this. Because the first reason of why I have a relationship with Holy Spirit, it's Jesus' plan for you. Number one is it's Jesus' plan for you. John 16, verse 7 says this, Nevertheless, this is Jesus talking to his disciples, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage or it is better for you that I, Jesus, go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Jesus is saying, man, it is actually better for us to have Holy Spirit. We'll talk about that more tonight. But man, Jesus is saying, it's his plan for you to have Holy Spirit with you all the time. He wants you to have that all the time. And if I can say it like this, Holy Spirit is not for the spiritual elite. Holy Spirit is for everybody. He's for absolutely everybody. The second reason of why I have a relationship with Holy Spirit, it is better than life on your own. It's way better than doing life on your own and making decisions all by yourself. So there's this prayer I prayed about six times in my life. The first time I was 15 years old, and it was an audaciously radical prayer, and I prayed it like this. First time was I was 15. I said, Jesus, let me marry that girl. Amen. <laughs> you laugh, but you've done it. And so uh, the first time, I got to tell you the story. It's romantic. So I'm 15 years old. I get into my first relationship, and I'm texting this girl, and I texted her. I said, do you want to be my girlfriend? Pretty romantic setup. And then she responds, one of the best answers I thought at the time. She said, Sure. <laughs> Y'all laughing is so mean. Okay. I, I was just excited that she said anything. And so, uh, so immediately, what do I do? I flip the phone because it was whatever. And then I put it in my pocket. I run to the bathroom because that's for some reason where I thought God spoke to me. And so then I go to the bathroom and I'm like, I'm in there. And I'm like, I'm standing looking at the mirror. And I close my eyes like, Jesus, let that girl be my wife. Amen. And it was a great relationship. It was really cool. But eight minutes later, we break up. And so we were too young. We were too young. What can I say? And so we, man, we, uh, that didn't work out. But then in high school, I prayed it a couple more times. In college, I prayed it about every other day. And so I'm like, God, like, like, like let me marry. Like, I'm just pointing around a room. Okay, I'm in, like, I'm, I went to Bible college. I'm in chapel. I'm just like, Lord, it looks like I'm worshiping. I'm just praying over different women. Oh, my God, like, would you just like that one, Lord? Any, I'm not even looking. I'm just like, whatever. Like, I'm super desperate. And so I prayed that prayer. And it never worked. And I was so convinced. I was like, no, like, because they love Jesus and I love Jesus, so it has to be Jesus. 
which is foolishness. And so, uh, man, I'm like, hey, uh, so I'm, I'm frustrated with God. And like nothing's happening. And eventually I'm in college. I'm at Starbucks. And I'm at a season of my life. Maybe some of you are in this season. It's a season I think we all go through called super single. And so I am just desperately single. I'm about to leave college. And I have not found my wife. So I can never be a pastor. And so... That's a joke. That's not how that works. But so, uh, but I'm in Starbucks. I'm working on a paper. I'm kind of, you know, typing away, um, copying and pasting stuff. And so then uh, some girl walks into the room, and she's super beautiful. I look. I'm, I'm typing away. I look at her. I look down, like, in the name of Jesus. Like, like, I, like, would you let her be my wife? I look at her again. She had a wedding ring on, so that did not pan out. And I decided I'm going to stop praying this prayer because it's not working. But, man, I would get so frustrated because I would be in relationships, whether it was in high school or in college, that were, you know, like lasting like a year or many months long. And I, I was convinced that, man, God was in it because they love God and I love God, which is a really bad, you know, it's, it's a good thing to start, but not a great way to always end. Like, so I'm like, hey, like, uh, I would get so frustrated. I was so frustrated because it felt like God wasn't answering my prayers. And maybe you've been there. But the truth is, is this, maybe God isn't answering your prayers because he has a better prayer for you to pray. Man, like, man, maybe God has something better for you to pray. Maybe it isn't working out because God has something different for you. I mean, it's so much better than doing life on your own. Man, I want to do life with Jesus, not just Jesus working for me. Because I think so many of us, we kind of go through life with decisions and decisions. And we say, okay, between decision A and B, uh, I made my decision. I thought about it. Now, God, would you bless my decision? Now, there's nothing really wrong with that. I want God to bless my choices. But you know what's even better is when I can have a relationship with Holy Spirit, I can hear his voice, and I can do what his voice says. Because if I do what Holy Spirit says, that thing he's asking me to do, if it comes from God, it's already blessed. It's already blessed. So instead of begging God to bless my decisions, which often are never right, but I mean, if I say, hey, God, like, I want to listen to you, Holy Spirit. Would you speak to me about this decision? Would you speak to me about this job, about moving, all these things, like, even these passions I have? Because, man, the truth is, is this. There are so many things in our life that we could do, but I want Holy Spirit to tell me what I should do. I mean, because in a room like this, there's so much talent. There are so many coulds, but I want to follow what Holy Spirit should. Man, Holy Spirit, what should I do in this moment? And then it's already blessed. I mean, I love that we can have this life that's already blessed. And the third reason of why I have a relationship with Holy Spirit, it is a miraculous life. Say miraculous. That's pretty good. Uh, man, I want you to give it a little bit more. I want you to say miraculous like Pastor Ross would say miraculous. Say miraculous. miraculous. There we go. Okay, pretty good. Okay, I'm just curious. Uh, so here's what's interesting. There is not one recorded miracle in the Bible that Jesus does until after he receives Holy Spirit. So there's not one time in the Bible that's recorded that Jesus has a miracle happen until after he receives Holy Spirit. And then they happen all the time. So my question would be this, man, if that's what it looked like for Jesus, how much more do me and you need Holy Spirit? Probably a lot, probably a lot. And so, man, I believe this. I believe that we are all called to have a miraculous life. I mean, I think so many times we can get really stuck up on one miracle that happened a long time ago. But, man, I believe this, that, man, I love the testimonies of yesterday, but not as much as the opportunities of today. 
Man, I don't want to just get stuck on one testimony from forever ago and have one miraculous moment. Man, I want a miraculous momentum. So God is always doing something. You know, it's funny, you know, me and my wife, we like to try new foods and stuff. So occasionally we'll ask people like, hey, like, what's the best meal you've ever had? My favorite is someone saying like, oh man, at our wedding in 1974. And I was like, have you had food lately? It's so much better. But yet, we do that with our testimonies. We're like, hey, what's the coolest thing God's ever done in your life? Oh man, 10 years ago. And you're like, man, but God's still moving. Like today, like, so I, every day is a new day. And so, man, God, I want some fresh bread so I'm not living on the old stuff. And so, man, I believe that we are all called to a miraculous life. And so I want to tell you a quick story that happened uh, a little while ago when I went to Walmart. I was kind of by myself uh, just going to a quick Walmart run. But I want to make a really practical moment for us. I want to kind of tell a story that is all real and that is really practical so that when you hear a story like this, that when you're empowered, you know how to practically operate in that. And I want the whole story, the, the premise is this, and the truth is that Holy Spirit does not give you permission to be weird. He gives you authority to be normal. He doesn't give you permission to be weird and strange. He gives you authority to be normal. And so I believe in a room like this, we're called to be normal believers. And when you're a normal believer, the craziest things happen. And it's not weird. And so I'm about to walk into Walmart. I'm getting a couple things, you know, some, some, you know, some toothpaste and toilet, you know, cleaner stuff or whatever, just some random stuff. But here's the thing. Like Walmart is already a miraculous place because you go in for two things and you come out with like 85 things. Like every time, like me and my wife, Rebecca, we go in, we're like, okay, we have to plan strategically. We're only spending this much money. And then we're like, well, I don't want to be bad with my money. It's on sale. You know, and we end up spending way too much and it's super dumb. But so I'm about to walk in on this situation by myself. And so all of a sudden, though, as I'm about to walk into Walmart, I feel this nudge. Say the nudge. Okay, that's good. Actually, do this to the person next to you. Just give them a little nudge. Give them an actual nudge. There we go. There we go. So I feel this nudge, and it's not an actual physical feeling. It often comes as a thought. It's really like a nudge in the right direction of Holy Spirit saying, hey, here's what I want you to do. Here's this kind of this nudge in this right direction. And so, man, for me, it comes in my thoughts. Oftentimes, most believers, it does. And so that's why it's really important to have a really clean thought life. Because that's where God's going to speak. And so, oh my God, like, would you renew my mind every day? And so, God, I want to be able to hear your voice in the easiest way possible. And so I, I feel this nudge, and I feel Holy Spirit speak this, and it kind of comes as a thought. And I feel Holy Spirit nudge me and say, you can't leave Walmart until you pray for the sick. And my response, yes, I can. I do it all the time. <laughs> like, like, I'm kind of like teasing Holy Spirit of like, like, I know you're telling me I have to do this, but like, do I have to have to? Because like, I got a schedule. But man, but his plan, man, his should is better than my could. Like, I could do other things, but Holy Spirit's telling me what I should do, not just what I could do. And so I, I walk into Walmart, and there's two ways I can do this. I can be normal, or I can be weird. And the Holy Spirit gives us authority to be normal, not permission to be weird. And so the weird way would be to walk into Walmart and say, hey, can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? You look sick. Like, I pray for you. Like, that's just weird and rude. And so, like, that's weird. And, and Holy Spirit isn't trying to take you on some spiritual scavenger hunt. He wants you to find what he wants you to find. And so, if, if Holy Spirit is going to tell us to pray for somebody, he's going to tell us who that person is. And so, I, I go into Walmart, and I just keep living my life. And so, I get my cart. I'm going, you know, getting my stuff. And 
I'm kind of wrapping up and nothing's happened, but I'm not disappointed. You know why? Because it's okay if I hear God wrong. If I don't hear him right, it's totally okay. I want to let you know it's okay to miss God's voice once in a while. It's not okay to disobey his voice, but it's okay to miss his voice. You know, me and my wife, we've been married for almost six years uh, next month. And so, well, there we go. First, first service did not catch on. Um, even close. Um, so that was good. That made me feel good. Okay. Uh, remember that when you give at the end. And so um, I'm just totally, I'm totally kidding. That was so stupid. So, but man, so we're about to walk in uh, to Walmart and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wrapping up and I feel this nudge again. But man, and I, I, I want to really speak on that though, of the idea of like, man, when I missed it, because you know, we've been married for a while. And at the very beginning, there were so many miscommunications. Like every moment was a miscommunication. But you know, the truth is we have better communication now because of the miscommunications back then. And so, man, like, like me and my wife, like we, we have conflict, but fighting is not the same as conflict. Man, conflict lets us have better resolutions and our miscommunications lead to better communication. And so, man, I love that we can now, I mean, it started off, I would, I would just try to get to know what Rebecca is saying on the phone. Now, by just the way she says hello, I kind of know how her day is going. And it's really similar with Holy Spirit. The longer we have a relationship with him, the more time we spend with him, the better we're going to hear his voice. And there are times where I feel like I hear his voice and I'm totally wrong and that's totally okay. Because it's not God trying to trick me. It's I'm not hearing God right and it gives me the opportunity to hear him better the next time. And it's totally okay. So I want you to kind of like, like um, almost like get underneath or out of the weight of what feels like a failure. It's just a normal relationship like any other relationship. Man, if Rebecca and I had a miscommunication, I was like, oh, I thought you were getting two gallons of milk, not just one. And she's like, oh, I thought you said one. Like, well, we had a good run. Like, that'd be so ridiculous. But some of us treat Holy Spirit like that. Like, man, I missed it that one time. So I guess I'm just never going to be used by Holy Spirit. But Holy Spirit wants to speak to you all the time because he's a good friend. He's a better friend than any friend you've ever had. And so in this moment, all of a sudden I'm wrapping up, and I feel a nudge again. Say the nudge. nudge. One last time. Give him a nudge. Just give, give him one. One more time. And so, so I feel this nudge. It's more specific. It's kind of what would be called like a word of knowledge where God gives us information uh, about somebody or situations who would get someone else closer to Jesus. And I feel like Holy Spirit nudges me saying, hey, in three aisles from now is the person I want you to pray for. And I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> if I'm being totally honest, like, like, cause sometimes God will speak to you so specifically, but you will, it'll be so specific that you might not even believe it's God. But like, like, I'm like, okay, like I'm going to follow it. And like, how do I know it's God? Number one, is it rooted in the word of God? Is it rooted in the word? You know, second uh, Timothy three sixteen says all scripture is God breathed and is useful. And so man, the word of God is the foundation for all other godly communication. And so that's the foundation. So, okay, I feel like God's telling me to pray for the sick. The word of God is true. And so that, that he says all the time, like, if you lay your hands on the sick, they'll recover. So that's done. The main way outside of the Bible that I know it's God's voice, I find out. I find out. Because the, the two options are I can either go three aisles ahead or I can go the other way and miss out on what God might want me to do. So what do I do? I go one aisle, nobody. Aisle two, nobody. Aisle three, there's one person. It's a Walmart employee, and it's the cereal aisle. And you're like, Ty, who cares? If God's going to do a miracle at Walmart, he's going to do it in the cereal aisle, honestly. 
I've never seen milk. Uh, I've never seen uh, I've never seen water turn into wine ever. Never in my life. I have seen milk turn into chocolate milk though. Praise God. We, you know what? Let's just pray. No. Um, but so what do I do? Do I pray for the girl? Yes. But first, I see Cocoa Puffs are on sale. I put them in my cart. Then I pray for her. Priorities. Um, that really happened. And so uh, I walk up to the lady, and she's, uh, she looks at me. And she says, hey, like, is there anything I can help you with? She's basically asking me to pray for her, basically. Um, no, but, so I, but she's like that. And I, and I want this to be really practical because this is how I pray for people when I'm in public and often even in church. And I say, hey, ma'am, this might be really weird. Because it probably is. My assumption, especially in public, is that they don't know Jesus or have never experienced Jesus like this in a healthy way. And so I'm like, hey, this might be weird. Um, I have a relationship with God. I think he's super real. I feel like I'm supposed to pray for you. Would that be okay? Would that be okay? Are four important words because I want to ask permission so I can operate underneath authority. Because I don't want to just see this lady, you know, kind of like, see, okay, aisle three, there's a lady, and be like, okay, in the name of Jesus. And you're like, and just like, like, who does that? That's so weird. Like, I don't understand it. Like, it's really uncomfortable. If you did that to me and Rebecca while we're shopping, like, I would, like, call the police. Like, this is weird, dude. Um, like, for real. And so, like, the Holy Spirit doesn't give you permission to be weird. He gives you authority to be normal. And the authority is so much better. Man, it's so much better. And so... I'm like, hey, ma'am, this might be really weird, but I feel like I'm supposed to pray for you. Would that be okay? And she's like, sure. I mean, let's be honest. She's on the clock getting prayed for. Best deal ever. <laughs> Better than all of you will turn out today, honestly. Okay, and so she's getting paid to get prayed for. And so, man, what I love is this. So I, I'm about to pray for her. And the last thing before I pray, I kind of ask this all the time, is Holy Spirit, is like, what next? Is there anything else? And so I feel one more nudge, and I feel Holy Spirit tell me something really specific. Um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I kind of break them down in my books and stuff to go deeper in this. But one of them is called a word of knowledge, where God will give believers, not spiritual elite, not pastors, preachers, and prophets, but people, God will give people information about others to bring them closer to Jesus. It's not like, oh, here's your sin, here's your troubles. People already know that. And so I, I, in that moment, though, I felt Holy Spirit give me a word of knowledge, give me information. And I say, hey, ma'am, this might be really weird. But like a little while ago, were you in a car accident and it's like really hurt your back and it hurts even right now? And she looks at me and she says, oh, snap. Say, oh, snap. <laughs> not those exact words, but really close. And so... Yeah, yeah, you get it. She cussed at me. And I'm like, and that's okay. You know why? Because I don't expect a non-believer to act like a believer. And honestly, it kind of hyped me up a little bit. It made me a little excited. And so I'm like, let's go. And so, but she's like, how do you know that? She's like, yeah, I was in a car accident a couple of days ago. My back's in severe pain right now, but I have to work because I have to make money. And so the goal here in this moment is not for her to see that I know her problems, the goal is for her to see that God knows her yeah. and knows her situation. Because I promise you she's forgotten me. I promise you that. But I know that she hasn't forgotten him because she's realizing in this moment that God sees me, that God sees me. And man, how cool would it be to be a part of those moments where you can be a part of moments where other people know that God sees them. Man, and God wants to do that through you. And he wants to do it to you too. And so... So I, I pray, 
And I'm like, I pray for her really simply. And I prayed like this. I'm by myself. I'm without my wife. This is a female. I'm a dude. And so I pray with my hands in my pockets. And I'm saying, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my friend. Uh, you know, you love her like crazy. You love her so much you died for her uh, on a cross and rose three days later so she could have eternity with you. But God, I pray you love her so much. I pray you'd heal her back even now. Amen. And she looks at me and she starts to cry. And now, like, I've made women cry before. Like, nothing new there. You're rude. Okay. Um, and so, but, but, then, but then she's looking at me, and, and she's like, I don't understand. She starts to move her back around, and she's like, you don't understand. The pain is completely gone. And so, yeah, it's super fun. See, I love that we clap for it, but man, I wonder if how often we hear from God, but we clap back at him. And we say, no, no, I know you're talking to me, but like, I'm not, I'm not qualified. I'm not a pastor or a preacher. I'm just a person. But I'm telling you that we're not clapping for, for me or for her. You're clapping for you because you are called by God to have a relationship with Holy Spirit and to have these miraculous moments all the time. All the time. And so I want us to be open to even today, God nudging us in the right direction and having miracles happen in Walmarts, you know, in church, and honestly, at home. Man, when is the last time that God did something amazing at our home? And I think God wants to nudge us in the right direction, even at home. And so, man, uh, I, I prayed with her, and she was like, she had this radical healing moment. She's like, I think God, your God healed me. And then it was awesome. And then, and then, man, God wants to do that all the time. And I believe God's going to do that this morning a little bit, and tonight is going to be a ton of that stuff. So I encourage you to come tonight because we're going to have moments like that all over the place. And tonight, I want to encourage people. Of course, we're going to pray for you. If you have any kind of issue in your body, we're going to pray for it. God's going to heal it. It's going to be awesome. But we're also going to empower you to pray for one another. And if you're like, well, I don't know if I like to pray for people, you'll get over it really quick. You get really over it really fast when you see a blind person to see again. And then you're hooked. And so, man, I believe tonight is going to be one of those nights. But um, here's what I love. I asked you to nudge the person next to you couple times and there were three nudges in this room that I saw number one some of you scare me like you've been waiting with all this like bent up aggression and you just like dug into each other I can see some of you are guilty in the back especially and like you just like dug into the person like freaked me out but honestly if I was sitting with Rebecca she totally would have done the same pushed me out of my chair probably but some of you just did a little tap that's cute and whatever and then some of you you didn't even do it and I can see you I have the vantage point. And so, how rude. But here's what's super interesting to me, and I want us to catch this if we catch anything. The level of nudge that you felt this morning was determined by the level of relationship that you have. The person next to you, if they nudge you really hard, it's probably because you know them really well. And if you didn't feel a nudge, it's probably because you don't know that person at all or you're sitting by yourself. I mean, I want to let you know that Holy Spirit wants to nudge you all the time. I mean, he wants to nudge you in the right direction. And if you're saying, man, I don't know if I feel these nudges, the question might be this. Well, how close are we to Holy Spirit? Man, how close are we to Holy Spirit? I mean, and I love that we can get more of this nudge. We're going to really pray on this tonight. But there's this thing called the baptism of the Holy Spirit where we have this constant immersion and power of Holy Spirit. And really quickly, really, uh, the Bible says this. Jesus says in Acts chapter 1, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised. Raise your hand if you like gifts. I love some of you are like, no, I will not raise my hand. Fine, we won't give you anything. Okay, um, but man, I love gifts. You know why? Because I don't have to pay for them and they're for me. They're personally for me. And these gifts 
have your name on them. Like Jesus is saying there's a gift for all of believers, all of humanity, that gift is Holy Spirit. And then Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus, his last words, he says this, you will receive power when, you, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, when you receive that gift, which is Holy Spirit. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And then it actually happens. So he says, hey, wait for the gift. He tells them what the gift is. It's the empowerment to have these nudge moments all the time. So other people come to Jesus because it's the empowerment to be a witness. And witnessing isn't what we do to others. It's what others do to us. They witness us and they should see Jesus. And so I love that in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, it says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came a blowing of a violent wind from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire separated upon them. And this is God just kind of showing off, saying, hey, this is really me. And the best part is it says this, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Say all. All of them. It wasn't all but Kathy or all but Jake. Like, no, it was every person, every single person who heard from Jesus said that there's a gift for them. They said yes to the gift. They waited to receive it. All of them received it. And all of us can receive the same gift of Holy Spirit's power. And we're going to pray in depth for this tonight. But I want to start with praying for it a little bit this morning. So if I and my friends in the band make their way up. The thing is with this, with this empowerment, with these constant nudges, man, and then, man, as believers, you can experience the nudge. But man, if you want an intense nudge all the time, more often with greater faith to see greater things, man, we can be baptized in the Holy Spirit and have more than before. So how do you know you have it? How do you know you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Well, number one, man, you'll, you'll speak in other tongues. It says this, that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and then begin to speak in other tongues. We get to speak in a language of heaven, and that can sound really bizarre, except for we understand that God is praying through us in those moments. Uh, God isn't wiggling your tongue around. He's not taking over or anything weird like that. You're in full control. But it's kind of this evidence of what we, uh, we've received. You know, in the last service, I asked Pastor what his favorite fruit was. He said it was pineapples. And I'm like, imagine if Pastor said, hey, Ty, can you go to the store and get me some pineapples. And I come back with the store, and I hand him just the receipt. Wouldn't that be such a weird altercation, like such a weird moment? Because he asked for fruit, but I, all I did was give him the evidence of what I've already gotten. Speaking in tongues is the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Man, the actual thing we want, we want the actual fruit. But so many people, so many teach that, like, man, it's all about speaking in tongues. But today and tonight, the goal is not to speak in tongues. The goal is to get more of Holy Spirit. Now, many people will speak in tongues. It's awesome. We'll talk more about that tonight. But man, the goal tonight and today is to get more of Holy Spirit than we came in with. So initially, we'll speak in other tongues. Otherwise, people should come to Jesus. Man, if you're here, maybe you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, maybe you've loved Jesus your whole life. When is the last time you did something with Holy Spirit for the first time? And I believe God wants to nudge us in the right direction. And if you are online, man, we have our Zoom rooms available too to pray with you. But I want us to pray right now. You know, we're going to pray in depth tonight. And here's kind of the... Uh, the commercial for tonight. Tonight, we're going to talk more about Holy Spirit. We're going to kind of take a little bit deeper level. We're going to talk about what Jesus says about Holy Spirit. And then we're going to have an extended time of prayer. 
You know, every time in the book of Acts where we see the model of the church, the early church, every time in the book of Acts that prayer is mentioned, a supernatural event follows every single time. And so we're going to pray tonight, and that's why. And every time we pray, we see God move in really cool ways. And so we're going to pray for people to receive more of Holy Spirit. We're going to be praying for anybody who is sick. We're going to do some cool stuff with words of knowledge and some prophetic stuff. I believe God's going to give me and my wife uh, and other words uh, for other people. But man, I want to encourage you to come out tonight and this. If you know people who don't love Jesus and are sick, invite them to church if they are healthily sick. You know, if they got like contagious diseases and stuff, obviously we'll tell them about the Zoom link and all that stuff. But man, if you know people with like back issues and cancer and stuff, we've seen that healed like a thousand times, not exaggerating. So man, come tonight with expectation, but I want us to do this. If you're physically able to, can you stand to your feet? We're gonna pray for two things, including uh, our Zoom room. If you wanna pray for these two things, just in the chat, say that you wanna pray. And we have pastors and leaders who wanna pray with you. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, we're gonna, we're gonna go through a song in a minute. But man, the only prerequisite, the only requirement for more of Holy Spirit is to initially have Holy Spirit. When we give our life to Jesus, the Bible says we have a fresh indwelling of Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit kind of fills the cup. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is kind of the overflow of that cup into people around us. But if you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus, and Jesus is real. He's the son of the living God who came, lived a perfect, sinless life for you around 2,000 years ago. He died on a cross for you as you, in your place, all that sin, all that guilt, all that shame that's in your life. He died for you as you to wash all of that away so that when you die, you can have heaven after you die, but also have heaven here on earth as you live in an awesome community like this one. So if you're here with every head bowed, every eye closed, we're just gonna be praying I'm not gonna call you up or do anything like that. I just wanna know who I'm praying with today. If that's you and you've never given your life to Jesus, or you'd say, you know what, I wanna experience these nudges, but man, I don't know if I've ever responded to Jesus' first nudge, which is giving God my whole life. So if you've never given your life to Jesus, or maybe at one point you did and you've kind of fallen away from Jesus, you've kind of said no to him, man, this is an awesome time to say yes. If that's you, if you've never given your life to Jesus, or man, you just wanna give your life back to Jesus without anyone looking around, it's just me and you, I just want to know who I'm praying for. Would you just raise your hand so I can pray with you? Awesome, awesome, awesome. People all over the room, that's awesome. And people online too, just kind of comment, hey, that's me, I want to pray with you. So we're going to pray. And so we're going to pray right now. And I want us to do this because the Bible is clear that man, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you'll be saved. It's really quite simple. And then we start this amazing relationship with God and we can hear his voice. So I want us to do this. You can put your hands down, but I want us to pray as a momentum family so that the momentum begins. Man, I want a spiritual momentum to happen. I pray for a paradigm shift to happen. And so God, we're gonna pray this. I want you to repeat after me, say, Jesus, I give you my life. I know you died for me and rose from the dead. I'm all in. I give you my whole life, every part. I know you've been pursuing me, so I submit to you. Amen. Awesome. Hey, can we give it up for the people who just decided to make that awesome decision? It's the best thing. Man, it's going to be so good. And we're going we're gonna to pray for one more thing for just a minute or two. 
But man, honestly, the best thing that happens all day is what just happened. Tonight, we're gonna see miracles. They're gonna see some crazy, awesome stuff in a really healthy way. But people are gonna get healed, you know, back issues, cancer stuff, like blind eyes, deaf ears, all that stuff. God's gonna heal it, it's gonna be amazing. But the best thing is when people step into a relationship with Jesus. But we're gonna pray for one more thing. I want us to pray for these nudge moments. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, one more thing we're gonna pray for. And then as the band leads us, we're gonna kind of just receive from Holy Spirit. We're gonna kind of listen to his voice. Even now, is this, is we're gonna pray just for a moment. And we're gonna do this, you know, we're gonna tell God that we want more of him. We're gonna get as close to God as we can through prayer and through worship. And then at any point, you just feel Holy Spirit. I want you to respond to Holy Spirit. If that's speaking in a different language, like Holy Spirit's giving you, awesome. But man, am I, some of you, it might just be saying yes to Holy Spirit for the first time in a long time. So I want you to do this. If that's you, you say, man, I want to have these nudge moments. I want to have this relationship with Holy Spirit so I can hear his voice and do what he says. If that's you, would you just like lift your hands as a sign of receiving? I want to pray over you. And the band's just going to play through a chorus. And then we're just going to kind of receive from God kind of individually. And then tonight we're going to pray at the altars more. It'll be awesome. But Jesus, I pray this. Would you fill every friend. And if you're online, I want you just to comment something that, okay, I'm praying with you. And so God, I pray for every person here who say, yeah, I want those nudge moments. Number one, I want to let you know, you got to get ready because God's going to give you the opportunity. God's going to start speaking today in your home, on your way, on your way to church, man. And some of you like might think like, oh, it's gotta be super spiritual. It could be as simple as tipping the waiter more than you think they deserve. Because spoiler, we all don't deserve a ton. And so God gives us the grace to give more than before. And so God, I pray that you would give us nudge moments, not just in generosity, but in healing and in words of knowledge and prophetic stuff. And God, we're going to deep dive into all this tonight. But God, I pray that you would start today. Would you fill my friends today? Some of my, my friends on the, on the worship team, we're just going to go through kind of like one chorus and I want, as they're singing, I don't want you to sing. I want you just to pray and receive. I love the beginning of the song. It's like, my God, you're here, like in our midst, and we worship you. But God, I pray that we would receive from you for the next minute and a half as the worship begins to lead us. We make a miracle work, a promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. I just want to encourage you, as we're just kind of praying, I want to encourage you just to, for the next like 30 seconds, just to close your eyes and just make it about you and you and him. It's not, I'm not going to come and pray with you or anything. We'll do that tonight. But I want to encourage you just to lift your hands just a little bit as a sign of receiving from God. And God, I just pray for my friends. I want us to do this. We're going to do this different than the first service, but we're going to uh, stop singing with words. And I want to just have Holy Spirit to speak to you. I want this to be a really calm, peaceful moment, even where you're at. Sometimes we want to really come up to the altar and pray, but the thing is, God wants to move where you're at. Whether you're at Walmart or you're at home or you're at work, God wants to move and speak where you're at. So even right here, for the next just like 30 seconds, I want just to encourage you just to like kind of close off everything else in your mind and just say, Holy Spirit, 
What do you want to say to me? Spirit, we just thank you so much for speaking to us. And if you're here and like, oh my goodness, I want to pray for 10 more hours. Awesome. You can do this anytime. I'll encourage you to come tonight. But I want to pray over you and then we'll kind of wrap things up. But God, I pray this. I pray for every person here that we would experience the nudge of your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, would you nudge us in the right direction in our homes, how we speak to each other. I pray this. I pray for every person here that they would go back to homes today and then come back tonight. But I pray that their homes will be full of more joy and laughter than ever before. And may Holy Spirit be a part of every bit of it. Holy Spirit, would you just bless my friends? I pray that they would live and not die, that they would have no lack, and that the best is yet to come for every single one of them in the name of Jesus. I pray you would nudge us in the right direction. And may we have even this simple nudge of coming back tonight because God has more in store for you. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys can be seated. So pastor's going to come up in a moment um, to, to do a couple dismissal things. And, you know, one thing uh, he's going to do is just take up an offering for our ministry. But uh, he wanted me to kind of tell you what's kind of going on uh, in our life. Of course, you know, we're married and all that stuff. And But something that's kind of exciting, this is not 100% for sure, just being totally honest, but we've been reached out about possibly next year going to both Africa and Europe and speaking about this, about Holy Spirit in a really practical way to people who need more of Holy Spirit. And so those are events that we would not typically get paid for, but what to fundraise for. And so some of our, our missions and our stuff is going to that. Uh, so I just want to tell you even now, um, and you know, we made jokes about this earlier, but for real, I want to encourage you to even pray about what God would have you give and if God would have you give. You know, for real, God might tell some of you no, and I'm okay with that if that's God telling you now. You know, it's a great way to learn. Uh, and so I'm, I want to encourage you, even now as we pray for stuff, uh, you know, to pray. And for real, if you're married and you hear two different numbers, all that means is God's telling you to add those two numbers up. That's all that is. Um, that's a stupid joke. But for real, uh, I want to encourage you to come out tonight. Uh, God's going to, I really believe, just like this is like the top of the iceberg. If you want more information on this stuff, you want to go deeper, uh, me and my wife would love to meet you. And, you know, for real, get some content in your hands with these books just to kind of dive deeper. But tonight... Tonight is the, is the time to show up. Uh, if you've got stuff going on, I want to encourage you to kind of move things around. Man, because how often do we move things around that God has planned for us we tell him later? Man, I would encourage you to come out tonight because we're going to pray for people, and it's going to be awesome. You're not going to want to miss it. So, Pastor, can you all give it up for your pastor one more time? Yeah. Thanks for joining us for this week's message. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv.